Hi everybody and thanks for tuning into Skatespot Pod. Today we have another two skate parks to talk about. The first is a story about a park in Mexico, a spot that has a turbulent history with rumors of witchcraft. The second we'll be heading to Japan to look at a crazy Jurassic Park of skate parks. I mean this thing could be a backdrop for the 1993 film. So thanks for joining us again as we kick off our weekly edition of Skatespot Pod. Alright, so let's take a trip to Mexico City and we will be looking at a modern skate park this time that was completed last year called Parcure Chapultepec, located in the third quadrant of the Chapultepec Park. Now, don't let the fact that this place was finished last year fool you into thinking that it holds minimal history, as the surrounding area is home to a very interesting story that goes back a few decades, starting in 1979. So let's take a step back in time and recount the history of two iconic places that used to hold residence on where this skate park now lies today. This is the story of Atlantis and El Rolo. All right, so Atlantis and El Rolo are usually referred to these days as just Atlantis. Yet Atlantis was actually two separate businesses. So you had El Rolo, which was a water park that was opened during 1979. And this consisted of a range of different water slides and had a huge wave pool that was powered by hydraulic motors. Atlantis was later built during 1981 and it was a dolphinarium that allowed the public to get up and close with a range of sea animals, obviously including dolphins, but you could also see seals and sea lions as well. So it was stacked with a number of pools and huge open areas for families. And these two businesses were really thriving places for families and tourists during the 80s and 90s. In their peak years, both businesses could have combined around 3,500 visitors per day. So they both were very, very popular. Now, as the years moved on, there were a number of bad administrative decisions, and I guess just the decline of popularity for both these places led to low attendance for both Atlantis and El Rolo, and they actually closed their doors during 2007. So surprisingly that they actually lasted that long, to be honest, because, I mean, a lot of water parks during the 90s, they ended up closing towards sort of like the mid to end of the 90s. And one such an example as we have uh, covered actually in episode two surrounding the infamous Wet Willys water slide in Fenton, Missouri. Now, the closure of this place was really rapid, and this is quite fucked up because as basically Atlantis just became abandoned, majority of the sea animals ended up being trapped inside and neglected. Now, I hate any type of zoos or sea life parks, so this stuff kind of gets me really fired up. But at any rate, luckily the public were really up in arms about these animals being left, and then they were finally rescued and placed into another facility. Now, hopefully in better conditions than they saw at Atlantis. And like many of these places that were open over the decades, there were stories of animal abuse and also neglect. So once abandoned, both of these places just fell into disrepair. Now, the third quadrant of Chapultepec Park is quite isolated in itself. Now, those of you who don't really know Mexico City and not particularly familiar with it, I was not before researching this, there is this sort of huge area that 
is Chapultepec Park, which is divided into multiple quadrants. Now, some of the other quadrants, they are really in use a lot of the time with many museums, parks, and a lot of people kind of going back and forth from these places. Yet the third quadrant is off the grid and does have more of kind of like an infamous reputation. So Atlantis and El Rolo would now really attract people that were wanting to drink and party. And it was seen to be quite sketchy and dangerous. And I have read stories about people who were visiting the abandoned parks and they had some sort of close encounters with some sketchy people, all these sorts of things. I also read rumors that they used to practice witchcraft in these places. So I don't know, it's not really the type of place that you would want to be caught up at night, that's for sure. So as the years progressed, all the slides became very dilapidated and the pools dried up with a real sort of shallow remnants of polluted waters. It didn't look like the most inviting place, to be honest. And all the buildings started to crumble and the entire place just became riddled with graffiti and trash. So during the 2000s, Atlantis and El Rolo became more of a destination now for people that were just interested in its abandoned setup. So it is featured in a number of videos on YouTube, and there also are a lot of images sort of taken from this place. This is actually how I discovered them, and I'll give a shout out to a site called Pink Plankton for really sparking my interest in Atlantis and El Rolo. I have provided a link in the description below to this site as well. So the first image that actually caught my eye was of El Rolo and it is a photo of one of their larger water slides that almost looks like some type of octopus with its tentacles kind of intertwined leading down to this dried up splash pool with a thin layer of almost like toxic water left in it. The splash pool is just covered in graffiti so I understand why people want to go and check these places out because it did look pretty cool and mysterious. So one of the first things I thought about when I was actually looking at just the array of pools that used to be located at Atlantis is that they must have been adopted by skaters at some point because it was just way too much of a good setup. And this is why I actually ended up looking into the place, to be honest. So I read a few articles that said that during sort of like the 2000s, it was a place that did attract skateboarders, yet there was not really any evidence of this. So I started Googling it and I wanted to kind of just see what the place looked like now from Google Maps. And once I managed to actually locate it, to my surprise, like covering the entire grounds now of both Atlantis and El Rolo is now this huge skate park called Parcure Chapultepec. So basically, this entire area underwent redevelopment as a part of a nature and culture project with the goal of really cleaning up this area and bringing people back to the third quadrant. And really, the result is pretty amazing. So there's like tons of different bowls for all different levels of skateboarding, including beginners, like there's huge flats places to skate, and they've really well adopted that into like the layout of Atlantis and El Rolo. So you can see how they've used sort of the areas of the wave pool and some of the animal pools into the construction of the park. One section actually resembles the outdoor auditorium that you would have been able to see like dolphin shows. So it kind of looks like a small amphitheater. You've got this sort of skating ground down below and then you've got like the concrete steps that lead up. It's super, super cool. So at any rate, it's really amazing that they can kind of put the time and energy into a project like this. You can see some of the images of what this place looks like in the description below. So it was finished during 2022 and the skate park is really new and already looks like it's achieved its goal with bringing a lot more people back to this area in a positive way. There's also a number of gardens and playgrounds that 
are also set up here, which is a massive improvement from what it looked before. So yeah, it's a really kind of positive story and the park is just enormous. So if you're ever in Mexico City and you're a skater, then I would highly recommend that you check out this place. It looks insanely fun and it is just really unique when you get to know the history and the background of this place just due to the fact that it was these two businesses that you know, ended up just being kind of run into the ground. And it's just so cool that they can adopt that landscape and just create such a large, epic skate park. Alrighty, so the second park is another interesting one. And it is located in a city called Mikasa on the island of Hokkaido, Japan. Now, we can't actually get a date from when this one was built. It could possibly be 80s or 90s, but it could be even later, so we're not really sure. And this place is often referred to as the Lost Skate Park of Mikasa. Now, this is the Jurassic Park of skate parks. It is nestled in between these high, lush mountains in a really raw and untouched part of the world. Now, Hokkaido is the second largest island in Japan, with the capital being Sapporo. So the city of Mikasa was one of the birthplaces of coal mining and the railroad industry in Japan. So it once flourished with an abundance of coal mining, yet when the mines actually closed, it caused the population to fall rapidly. And now you know, you have a lot of people that travel to Mikasa because it's more of a tourist destination with people being drawn there for its real agricultural beauty. So this park is just fucking gnarly. I have included an aerial shot from Google Maps in the podcast description, and I have never really seen anything like this, to be honest. So it's made up of this like concrete S and it's this sort of S shape is not connected to anything. It's just like a freestanding vertical wall that bends into this S shape. Now, in the center of the park, there's this huge like cylindrical structure, which almost looks like a flower box or planter box or something. Again, it's like super steep and gnarly. There's actually a big tree growing in the center, so it looks damn cool, to be honest. The third section is this insane vert pipe that ends at this just really gnarly bowl. And from the sky, it almost looks like it's a bent thermometer or like a test tube that you would use in a lab for kind of like scientific research. The concrete and the just the look of this thing is so ominous and the pipe is super steep with zero coping or even platforms, plus the edges just look razor sharp. So it looks like a damn challenge to skate. The other factor is that the concrete is rough as guts. So stacking it here and you would definitely grind off a few layers of skin, that is for sure. So when we're looking into this thing, you know, you might actually think that it's like some type of bunker system remaining from World War II. The bowl could be like the remaining foundation of an anti-aircraft gun or something. It's just nuts. If any of you remember actually like the Lakewood Center Skateboarding World, they had a pipe that looks reasonably similar to this. So, I mean, this place could potentially have been built in the 70s. You just have absolutely no idea. The style is so unusual and it's just not your regular skate park setup. It looks like it would only really cater for really advanced skaters. So I'm not really sure what the aim was this, you know, when it was open to the general public. It would have had just been a death trap for beginners. So not really sure why it was built just to cater for advanced skaters. 
I mean, there could potentially have just been some competition held at this spot, but we're not really sure, to be honest. During 2001, it actually made the cover of Thrasher, and I have added a link to that in the description below. It also made a feature in a few videos from 2008 and a part of Thrasher's Japan tour video. It's also been featured in some posts from Confusion Skateboarding Magazine, and there's a couple of guys there who are doing some work, kind of patching up the concrete. So it's, yeah, really, really unique, crazy spot. One thing, though, in I mean, going back to just you know how advanced you have to be to ride this thing when you're even seeing like really good even like pro skaters riding this place they're still kind of treating it with a fair bit of hesitation and some of the footage they're actually stacking it pretty hard because the transition and just angle and just the setup is just ruthless so yeah i would definitely be cautious about how you're going to handle the mikasa skate park if you ever find your way there but apart from that, there are a few images on social media and some pics that are posted on some just sort of random Japanese skate forums. Yet the details of its history are super hazy. My first thought is that it was built during the time that the mining industry was, you know, obviously really active and it was a way to cater for kids and just for the families who worked within the mining industry. And then once the mines dried up and people started to leave the city, I mean, the skate park was used less and less. It's also said that the place is located on private land and it is actually closed off to the public. The owner has forbidden the general public to use it because of just the risk of injury. And I mean, now looking at the place from street view, there's no fence or there's no barrier stopping people from entering. So many people would just assume that it was open to the general public. And there is like a family activity center that is located in the grounds basically next door. So, and there is a camping ground there as well. So, I mean, you, you would still have a lot of people coming to it. I was reading in also some forums that it can be a little bit difficult to find this place, but there is a really good Google map where it is pinned. So I'll put that in the description below if anybody in Japan or anybody is actually wanting to travel to Japan and you are a skateboarder. So I will put that in the description as well. Alrighty, so they were the two parks for our regular Monday episode. So the first was in Mexico City called Pacur Chapultepec, which is now situated on the grounds that used to be Atlantis and El Rolo. And the second is Mikasa, the Mikasa Skate Park, which is located on Hokkaido Island, Japan. So if anyone has any more information about these two parks, as we say on every episode, do not hesitate to contact us. We would also be very grateful if you would follow our podcast on any of the streaming platforms that you are listening to this podcast on. If you also want to give us a review, that would be amazing. And yeah, thank you very much for tuning in again. We'll be back again next week with another episode. We hope you're having a great morning or a great evening, wherever you are when you're listening to this. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers.